Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Cavern podcast where we talk all things Magic the Cavern. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm doing, doing pretty well. Good, good. Been spending all my time playing video games. Nice. Because I, I decided that, that, you know, the latter end of a pandemic where we can actually start going out and do stuff was the... Uh, the time to stay inside and play video games for hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and not, you know, the last 15 months where I had nothing else to do. Optional time to become a gamer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, the, the Steam summer sale's on, so there's a bunch of good games for, like, a reasonable amount of money. Sweet. Pick up anything good? Uh, I mean, nothing good, but games I want to play. <laughs> uh, so I bought... Sure, um, sure. I bought... Um, I'm playing through Fallout New Vegas at the moment. I'm 11 years late to uh, Dark Souls 2 and 3 oh wow Uh, yeah because they're good games Uh, debatable you are becoming a a true gamer though it's a good good selection there oh hell yeah hell yeah Uh, and then I also bought Pathologic 2 because I hate myself and uh, Lisa because I hate myself so sure I imagine those are the kind of games I'm going to play for like two hours and then never touch again but I kind of want yeah, to say I've played them because they're like, you know, gamers' games, right? Yeah, and one I of those games where like you, you'll pick it up in a Steam sale, you'll play it once and then never again, and it's fine because you spent like a quid on it. Yeah, I think my t- like Pathologic Two, Lisa, and the DLC for Lisa was like thirteen quid, and I'll definitely get thirteen pounds worth of entertainment out of them. I think. So. Oh yeah. I'm uh, I'm happy to do that. But I just want to say I play them because I'm a hipster. And I want them to think I'm cool. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I spent most of my time doing. But uh, this week, well, last week I suppose we we ran our first paper F and M for fifteen oh, cool. months. How was that? It was it was good. So obviously we we still had you know restrictions and guidelines and such in place because I know there are some places that are running just events like they're kind of normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were doing so we had modern F and M two pods of six, which you know isn't great if you're trying to run a four round F and M, but Made it, made it work. Uh, unsanctioned, obviously. And then you just stay in your pods uh, and and play a different person until you've played four rounds. And it was it was it was great playing Sweet. playing paper magic with with different people and just like there's people talking and like talking about magic and people who haven't seen each other in like nearly two years at this point. And I, it was great. It was really really good fun. We're running it back this week. Uh, Going to play Legacy. Because we have, fortunately, a thriving le- legacy scene. Um, so jealous, so jealous. Yeah, so it won't it won't be difficult to fire two six-person pods for legacy. But it was great. I, I, it was just it was just nice to have people in the store again um, that weren't staff. Yeah. <laughs> um, just see people just play play actual magic, like not over a webcam, not just you know meeting up with one person, play testing a bit, just like a, pro- a proper event with with things on the line. Um, yeah. Also, got to see Modern Horizons two doing Modern Horizons two doing things in the in the format. Uh, the cards are good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Hundred uh, percent. Cards are cards are great. They're still having a, a good yeah. big impact across multiple formats. Yeah. So I mean, so I played uh, Lancing Control because nothing says first F and M in fifteen months like Lancing Control. Hell yeah. Um, but I, you know, I was playing against reasonable people who weren't just going to like moan and also knew when to concede against Lancing. Um, uh, with with Urza Saga, which was not the best card in my deck by a wide margin, um, <laughs> and I was playing a Khan package, which I think was wrong. I think Khan is just bad, 
because I'm not particularly interested in getting to four mana, especially when I'm like trying to chain Urza Sagas. Yeah. Um, it was okay a couple of times um, when I managed to resolve it, but it just didn't come up that often. So that was just sort of two dead slots in my deck that I probably would have just played additional copies of um, Collective Brutality. Yeah, I think but, it just... It just this is the thing I've noticed about Lantern since obviously the resurgence, thanks to Urza Saga, is that there's no sort of like nobody's sort of settled on what the best version of the deck is yet. There seems to be three different versions of the deck, uh, which is kind of a, a whole world away from from what it was back when we sort of found like the optimal version before Moxelbo was banned. I think yeah, I think there is definitely a a good Khan deck out there, but it it possibly looks different to what the rest of your deck looks like. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was just it was just you know straight green black ancient stirring thought seized inquisition. Yeah, um, yeah, and then some you know one offs for uh, for as a saga to find elixir of immortality was great. <laughs> it's a card I never thought I'd ever play in a constructed match. Um, oh, it's great. Yeah. It's 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 it was it was great. I just I was like, I, there was one time I top decked it and it made me not dead because I gained five life. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like the 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 deck was the deck was fun. Um, I went one three, which is not good. I tried. Nope. <laughs> I mean, all, all things considering, given it's been like you know, a year and a half since you've had an F and M, and uh, like a year and a half at this point since Lantern Control was actually a deck, I think that's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not too yeah. bad going. No, it's just I think I need to I need to learn what the what the mulligans what the keeps are. I need to, yeah, like properly look into like a sideboard guide and and talk to, not you know listen to, um, people who are better at the deck who have you know more reps in with it. Um, yeah, and especially yeah, with the with the calm package like my my sideboard was just four lane of sanctity, three Dalthy Voidwalkers, and then one-offs for Khan to find, so sideboarding wasn't yeah. really a thing, it was just like, do I bring Lailon here or not? Um, uh, but Dathy Voidwalker was great, I won one game Yeah, that card by... seems ridiculous. It's it's very good. Um, so I won one game by playing a Dathy Voidwalker, and then and the next turn sacking it and, and casting an Ashiok Dream Render that I've milled, and nice. then milled them five times for a total of 20 cards, <laughs> and then I, before I killed off my Ashiok, their Ashiok, I played another Dalthy Voidwalker, and then I, I yeah. killed off the Ashiok, it went to their graveyard, and I got to cast it again. So I, I milled my opponent for 40 with their Ashiok, <laughs> which was... Seems good, seems uh, good. Yeah, an excellent way to win again. Wow. But it was just fun. Like, I, like I've, I've always said, like I'd much rather go 0-4 and have a nice time than win. Yeah, 100%. Fully, fully agree with that. Uh, FNM was fun. Good, good. I'm glad you, glad you had a good time. It's good that things seem to finally become an, I don't know, almost back to normal, right? Uh, not if you look at the case numbers. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but we'll ignore that like the rest of the country does. I don't know, man. Like, we, we've got a new health secretary now, and he wants to lift restrictions immediately, so... <sighs> I don't know, like, it's weird, because, like, I, I, I'm still, you know, very sceptical about the fact that things are meant to become back to normal. There are more yeah. and more people just not social distancing at any point, not wearing masks in any kind of way. Um, and they're like people my age, so I know that they probably haven't had both vaccines, uh, if yeah, not at yeah. all. And I, I, but like, so I'm still like annoyed about stuff. But I've been, you know, double vaccinated for like a month now, so I'm as protected as I can be from getting yeah. very, very ill. 
And at a certain point, I'm just like, okay, well, if people are going to be like dickheads about it, then I'm probably going to be okay. And there's a very minimal chance that I would, if I did get it, pass it on to other people who would be more ill. So like, yeah, I think that's it's kind of how I've been feeling about it recently as well. Just like, like I wish people were being more responsible, but at the same time, like, like I've done my part. I'm double vaccinated. I've, you know. <laughs> I left the house maybe three times last year. Like, yeah, you know. yeah, you absolutely did the hard work, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did uh, the hard work. But you know, yeah. I mean, at least, at least, at least the death toll looks like it's staying reasonably low, which is which is good. Even Thankfully, if the cases yeah. are rising, which is proof that yeah. vaccines are working. And yeah, you one hundred percent should go get a vaccine if it's available to you, and you have not done that yet. Vaccines work. Who'd have thought? <laughs> what a miracle! Exactly, someone should exactly. someone should tell everyone about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if nothing else, like I said, like the one thing I wanted to get back to was paper magic, and I just sort of I was like, yeah, sure, we can, you know, still being safe, people wearing masks around the shop, and limit, limiting the amount of people and the interactions between those people, like we can still play paper magic. Um, yeah. I mean, if there's a horrendous outbreak of, of, yeah, if there's a horrendous outbreak of COVID in our store, then you know, shame on me. But <laughs> until then. Um, I'm very excited just to have a regular FNM and people seemed very excited to come in people were ravenous for it like as soon as I put because we did a pre-registration as soon as I put up the link to pre-register it was just like <laughs> gone very <laughs> Sold out, which yeah. Is, yeah which is, which is great because nice. people they've been waiting for ages how's uh, how's your week been? nice yeah it's been it's been fine more of the same every day is kind of the same but uh, you know at least the weather's been nice uh, I did get to play in the uh, the Magic Arena FNM at home event Last Friday oh, was, was quite yeah. <laughs> was notable. I think uh, I had the time of my life in terms of uh, Magic Arena gameplay. <laughs> sure, it's the first time I got I to play you. with Dark. First time I got to play with, with Dark Ritual on Magic Arena, and uh, it's incredible, absolutely incredible. So many like turn one kills for Dark Rituals and Demonic Tutors and Tendrils of Agony, and yeah, there's there's a good reason that a bunch of those cards aren't legal in Historic and. <laughs> It was fantastic. I just I loved seeing just how fast that like, like I guess the meta shifted to like everybody suddenly playing Dark Ritual decks because it was the best deck, and then just seeing like it seemed to be like every five minutes the meta would shift to people playing like Leyline of Sanctities in their deck as well, and they're just mulligan to have a Leyline. And the best That's one great. I saw was was like somebody managed to like turn one go like Swamp Ritual 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 Platinum Angel. And I was like, oh, I can't beat that. Like, <laughs> legitimately can't beat that. It's incredible. That's Absolutely so incredible. good. Yeah, was, I spoke to yeah. some people who were not as into the event as you were. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it's just silly fun for like a day, right? Where you can just oh, hell do yeah. whatever it's, you want. So. Nothing, like, I, I never really play in those events ever. I mean, I'm, they're fantastic value for what they are. Like, it's free to enter and you get like a rare or two if you, if you do well. Um, but yeah, just the opportunity to cast demonic tutors and dark rituals in Magic: The Gathering's premier digital client was uh, was absolutely fantastic, and oh, I just wish to bring legacy to that that game. That would be good. That would be good. I mean, that's the only way I'll ever play Arena again. I think. <laughs> yeah, Honestly. possibly. It's I I enjoy historic. I just I don't agree with some of the bans for the format, but I. I I enjoy the format. It's fine to just play as a 
a fun time sink on your phone from time to time, but I loved casting dark rituals. I feel like it's been forever since I got to cast a, a dark ritual. And yeah, I think I think my I kind of decided after that event that I think my my next project in terms of of magic is is gonna be I want to do a um, I want to collect a global set of dark rituals. I think it would be something that would be really cool. So it's it's definitely Sweet. it's definitely my favorite magic card of all time. I just just love it, absolutely love it. Does so that mean that you my... can you're going to stop bullying me for buying random terrible foils? Uh no. <laughs> no, just just I'll be doing it as well for for an entirely okay, different cool. reason. <laughs> cool. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I just I thought play with my foils. I just thought it'd be really really cool. Like I feel like with so many like so many variants and showcase variants and retro borders and just all of the special treatments that card get cards get these days, it's very difficult to actually like want to collect something and make that collection sort of feel special. I figure mm-hmm. it's 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 a big enough task that it'll take I like I can do it over a long enough time where it'll feel rewarding and not just be like, Alright, here I'm just gonna dump five hundred pound here and just buy one of like add to cart, add to cart, add to cart, add to cart. I can like slowly try to acquire them over time and I just I think it would be nice. I think it'd be a really cool thing to have. Yeah. it's it's sort of <laughs> it's when you when you're like into collecting specific versions of cards or even like building a deck regardless of the format. Once you've gotten all the pieces, there is definitely a void. <laughs> yeah. And, and, a, and a feeling of emptiness and nothingness. Um, yep. Oh yeah, I finally got this deck in like full foil, or I finally got the versions I like, or I finally got you know um, my deck's fully Japanese, and I got this is exactly what I wanted my deck to do, and then and then there's nothing. And you yeah, need to, you need something else to fill that void. Find something else. Yeah, yeah, you need to find something else immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is, I think, honestly, why I'm still playing this goddamn game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's always something more that I want to buy. Yeah, definitely. It's you know, like we touched on last week's episode, it's that that cardboard crack getting its it took into you. Um, yeah, yeah. I just I think that's ways for it to be addictive. Project. Yeah. Oh, totally, totally. But I think speaking of last week's episode, I did get some quite nice feedback from a couple of people saying that they, they really enjoyed the episode, and it was. I think it, it came out quite well, all things considered. Um, it, it was nice to sort of do something completely different like that, and definitely open to do more stuff like that in the future. Absolutely, I was. Uh, I won't lie, dead set against it. Because <laughs> uh, we'd we'd had Chris Chris round to ours for for lunch, um, which was nice because we, we hadn't seen him in, in a very long time because you know yeah. pandemic. Um, he came out to ask for lunch, and then he, he just turned to me and was like, "Oh, can I can I be on your podcast?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> you're not a magic player." Um, and then him and Ali, my partner, just ganged up on me for like two hours. And then he yeah. messaged you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> without, without my consent. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess it's happening. <laughs> but no, it was it was it was a it was a very fun episode. It was it was um, I, I enjoyed recording it a lot. Yeah, me um, too. Me too. And that's that's Good. the main thing. I, I, I you know the fact the fact that people people seem to enjoy it is is definitely a bonus because I just I do this podcast because it's fun <laughs> <laughs> and it's an excuse to yeah. talk to someone about magic for like three hours. So hundred percent. 100%. However, that does mean that since we did sort of take a week off last week, we we've, we've got a we've got a couple of things to catch up on, and I think the the biggest thing is uh is once again, it's time for another secret layer super duper mega drop 
bundle. Surprised they haven't thrown the word mythic in there. I think the the word mythic has been all but retired at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've, done, they've done away with all their mythic events at this point. Yeah. Um, so, and all the cards in the secret layer seem to be rare, I think. Um, but, I mean, someone who's working on Magic the Gathering secret layers, I feel like he's trying specifically to uh, appeal to me and make me yeah. like secret layers. Because some of these things are like things I probably would have chosen to do secret layers if I, if I wanted to. I know we did an episode where we wanted what we wanted to have secret layers. Yeah, yeah. But some of these things are like very specifically appealing to me, <laughs> which is which is which is cool. And I, I it's annoying that I don't immediately hate them anymore because that was kind of my thing. Because it makes me yeah. interesting to hate to hate things that other people like. That's how it works. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think that secret layers very much still have some of the problems that they they've always had in terms of it was, was the coast undercutting the secondary market in some cases. It's taken a chunk of change away from from local game stores. Uh, there were there were definitely definitely some issues, but I think I think it looks like that they are. They're definitely sort of taking some lessons away from the secret layers that they've done in the past. So I think, notably, when these ones were announced, the the first thing that stood out was that they've reduced the packaging on all of them, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, by a marginal amount, they could still reduce it so much more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when when you're getting like a hundred cards arriving on a pallet that fills that fills a van, um, it's kind of a bit silly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they, they're making conscious effort to reduce packaging. I know that there was a whole thing with the, the Valentine's Day secret layer. Yeah. With uh, the, the Hilliards just weren't in there. Uh, yeah, for whatever reason, they just decided not to yeah. include a card. So <laughs> I mean, ship these, out a single card to everybody. These things happen. But the the uh, the way in which that arrived, like in, in just like its own like very small cardboard sleeve, uh, got a lot of people saying, why can't you just do this with all the secret layers? <laughs> we can yeah. do it. Because no one's yeah. keeping the boxes. Yeah, if we, definitely. If we have secret layer boxes, we use them to ship orders out in because they're a convenient yeah. size. I don't want the box. It was and cool the first seen, time, and then I threw it away. We've seen them do this sort of reduced packaging thing with, with other products as well, like the the Commander decks um, that are now releasing with every set. Yeah, if you absolutely. Purchase them from from Amazon. I'm not sure what it's like in in terms of, of buying them from LGS, but if you do purchase them from Amazon, they will arrive in a reduced packaging format where. Everything yeah. in the packaging is recyclable, and it's just it's a lot less less waste, which is is really good. So it's nice to see them making that effort. It's the the kind of uh, the least they could do, right? I mean, <laughs> it's a nice ju- juxtaposition of ordering something from Amazon yeah. that's reducing yeah. its environmental impacts. But <laughs> yep, uh, yeah. I mean, the the the, uh, the LGS version, the the version that we had to sell to people, was was distinctly different from every other. Commander release they'd have is definitely less packaging, less plastic. Cool. So they're, they're making a conscious effort, and, and that's you know more than we can ask from a lot of companies. So yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, I hope they continue slimming it down and making it less wasteful. Cool. So let's get onto the secret layers themselves. So I'll run through the list of the <laughs> the just I don't know abundance of different different drops that we have in this one. So we have. Uh, first up, we have Saturday Morning D&D. We have Artist Series, Mark Poole. We have Special Guest, Fiona Staples. We have Special Guest, Jen Bartell. 
We have the Phyrexian Predators, Complete Edition. We have Mother's Day 2021. And we have Dan Fraser is back, the Allied Signets. And Dan Fraser is back, the Enemy Signets. So, I mean, this is just some of these are like pretty spot on appealing to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, can we talk about the name of the entire like super drop? Like what they're called in, in, in their entirety? Can you explain it to me, please? I don't understand why it's called this, but the the uh, the drop is called All Natural, Totally Refreshing Super Drop. There seems to be like a summer theme to it, so I don't know yeah. if that's a reference to... I don't know. Some sort of like summer drink or something. It, it, it kind of seems like it's some sort of like advert or like background sort of advert for like, I don't know, like a new flavour of like oasis or like i don't know some sort of all natural mountain dew or something I, I, I don't know it's very very strange it sounds like the kind of thing that's written on like a bottle of aloe vera drink and then yeah drink yeah it exactly and it, and it tastes bad because it's aloe vera drink yeah um but yeah the whole thing's like it's got a beach ball a shell some water they've got a play mat which has got like the sea on it i think it's like very much a summer vibe and then I don't understand why it's not just called like the summer super drop. Yeah. Why is it called all natural, totally refreshing? Because at least the stupid names we had a problem with before made logical sense with the product. Uh, can you feel with a heart of steel? Like at least that yeah. referenced the fact that they were like machine robot things, or like yeah. the um, crushing brutality, the crushing brutality of base or whatever. At least that referenced the fact they were brave basic lands and like crushing brutality vaguely had a reference to metal music, I guess. Um, yeah. But all natural totally reverse just uh, it makes no sense. But anyway, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. But yeah, you're right. Again, I think so. I think overall, this is a pretty, a pretty good offering of secret layers. Like you compare them to ones that they've done in the past. Straight up, we've we've got there's no cards with unique mechanics in it. That is a that is a big win as always. Good, good that we don't have any of that. Uh, and then. I think most of them contain like you know at least a couple of playable cards across different formats, and they're all that thing where like for most of these cards, there's either a very very cheap version that you can purchase already currently, or if you want to get a nice fancy version, you can spend the money here, or they are just in a really good value for money drop, which which one of them in particular will we'll get onto. In terms of that, definitely. Uh, but where where do you want to start? Should we start with Saturday morning D and D? Yeah, let's start with that one. Yeah. So obviously this is sort of tied into the uh, the next set, the Avengers in Forgotten Realms set. Uh, this takes a bunch of a bunch of cards, and it has artwork from the old D and D Saturday morning cartoon from the eighties. Yeah, I saw a what bunch your, of people. What are your thoughts on this? I saw a bunch of people being like. This looks terrible. What are they doing? Like, it's just a direct like copy almost of a, a thing that existed. Don't be yeah. angry at this. <laughs> <laughs> be be angry at the thing that existed nearly like forty years ago. But this isn't like a design choice that Wizards of the Coast may be like. This is what we think looks good. It's like, oh, we we will reference this thing that was popular in the eighties. It's a D and D thing. We're doing a D and D set. Yeah. Yeah, this so this set is is one that isn't for me. Um, I 
I didn't grow up in the 80s, I don't have any nostalgia for this cartoon. I think I might have watched it maybe once or twice when I was younger, but yeah. it didn't stick with me. Um, so this is not for me, but I think it's really cool. It's it's a really nice sort of tie-in, and I I love that they've gone this way rather than like they've got they could have gone like a very similar way to what they've done for treatments that we've seen for the set already like the monster manual or like the dungeon modules and stuff which which would have been cool but it's nice to see them just take that totally other direction and throw in this sort of bit of nostalgia and what i do really yeah. like about these is that the art the art on the cards comes from actual animation cells themselves so it's That's not like this is cool. yeah it's not like this is just like like oh just brand new sort of concept art it's 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 been it's taken from from animation cells, so it it looks exactly as if it was just you know directly plucked out of your TV and put on a bit of cardboard. I love that. I think that's great. Yeah. I think this is Secret Lair. This is what I want to see from Secret Lair. I want to see experimentation like this stuff that they they couldn't necessarily get away with in a in a regular set. Like and also just ridiculously specific stuff that will appeal to a subset of people. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, I mean, I think they in still do have of... like some kind of universal appeal. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Like, I don't think they're horrible. They're just not not for me. But at least they they, they kind of they they all make sense. It's got, like someone's gone through like actual episodes yeah. of that cartoon show, right, and picked That's out ones it. that really work well. That's it. Like, it, it makes sense. It's a, it's a nice tie-in with their next product that's coming out. I don't like them personally but all that means is i'm not going to buy them and i'm not going to play with them like i'm not going to lose any sleep over the fact that they haven't created a, a 29.99 product specifically for me that's totally totally <laughs> fine yeah in terms of, of card choices we've got uh, commander sphere we've got heroes downfall we've got impact tremors we've got primal vigor we've got unbreakable formation and war of invention which, yeah again a bit of an unusual sort of choice of cards but i think it's quite quite flavorful uh, given mm-hmm. what's depicted on the cards themselves and yeah they're cool if, if this is your jam then why not why not pick it up yeah they're all vaguely commander playable um yeah when i say vaguely i mainly mean borrow for mention which i don't think is a card people really play that much in commander um but i guess you have an artifact deck it's probably really good uh th- this is an opportunity to get a foil primal vigor it's the first foil printing of primal vigor so that's nice, nice. yeah and it, it's you know it's it's the thing is this is like it's not extremely specific. It's not like you know a very specific like Nickelodeon cartoon. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's vague fantasy stuff in a cartoon style. And if you didn't know that it was from like the actual show itself, it's just like it's just cool cartoony illustrations with no yeah. specific characters that you have to know. Yeah, um, it's not like it's like a universe beyond product, and it's like yeah. You know, Saturday morning cartoons and it's like, I don't know, like Hey Arnold or Doug or something. Like Yeah, but I'd buy both of their secret layers, Joe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, alright, they'll be they'll be coming next year probably. I hope so. Uh but yeah. Like, <laughs> dual yeah, deck Hey Arnold. Yeah, dual deck Nickelodeon versus Cartoon Network. There we go. Universe is bound that, that would be great. You could have a Dexter's Lab one. You you could have a Powerpuff Girls. Courage the Cowardly Dog. I'd buy all those. Yeah. Because I'm a child. <laughs> and I, I long for the days where I didn't have any responsibilities. And when the world... I didn't realise the world was horrible. 
But yeah, this one's good. I, I, it, it, it seems fine. It's a bunch of reasonable cards in uh, cool stars if you want them, and you can get a foil primal vigor for the first time. So, sweet. Yep. Cool. Uh, next up, then, we have the Artist Series Mark Poole. Uh, we have... So there's a couple of reprints and there's a couple of new pieces of art in this one. So we've got uh, Balance with a brand new art. We've got Birds of Paradise for a reprint of the Alpha art. We've got Brainstorm, brand new art. We've got Counterspell, the original Alpha art. Howl and Mine with the original Alpha art. And Wasteland with brand new art as well. Yeah, these are... I, I do like putting like sort of recent Mark Paul art next to... 30-year-old Mark Pullart. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think he'll be offended with me saying that he has improved somewhat in his uh, artistic style. Uh, Mark uh, Mark Poole is Mark Poole is amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I, I watched the uh, the weekly MTG stream with him and Rebecca Gayon um, from last week and he's, he's, he's just I don't know, he's kind of like a caricature come to life. He speaks with, like, the, the most stereotypical, like, southern gent accent, like, yeah, <laughs> ever, no, I've, and it's just, like, just so nice, and, like, yeah, loves, clearly, clearly loves the game and the stuff that he does for the game, and, uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure, as, as well, like, he would have no issue with, with you sticking those two bits of art side by side. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've met him briefly at a GP, Got him to sign some cards. He was uh, he was very very nice and was just like very and, and like you know people working in the artist hall at a, a GP like come Sunday afternoon they've spoken to like a thousand people. Um, yeah. And he was still just just really nice and, and wanted to just just ask a question about how I was doing and he was a lovely man. Um, yeah, big fan. And his art's good. His art's very good. Uh, yeah. Th- these these cards. I, I get it, like, you get old-school artist Mark Paul, and then you do a bunch of old-school cards. Yeah. And they're they're all very... I don't really understand balance. <laughs> like, it's the thing with it where these, these so cards get printed. Balance, like, yeah, cool, it's like... It's from, that, from, that interview with him, from that interview with him, he said that balance was one that he... Basically, when they, when they, they did this, they approached him for this artist series... Uh, they gave him a list of cards to uh, that he could sort of pick from, and you know, pick X amount of cards from this list. Um, and he, you said that he'd already had a couple in mind of cards that he would like to do. He'd like to sort of take it, take and put a new spin on them. Uh, and balance was what was one of them that he wanted to do again. Um, oh, okay, cool. Obviously, looks looks very very different. But you said that he, he, but he, what he wanted to do was sort of show the balance between life and death. And sort of, you know, so you look at the, the left hand, you've got life, you've got the morning, the right hand, you've got the skeleton representing death, and you've got the the, the evening there. Um, but they still have that sort of scales, which is what you want to keep from the original one as well. So it was just kind of his, he really wanted to do a, a new modern take on balance. Like, what would he do today uh, if he was given, given that card to do again? That's cool. That's very cool. Uh, it's just, it just, yeah, like whenever there's one of these in, um, in a secret, I'm like, well, that's for cube. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then that, that's that's it. Um, but yeah, the art's really cool. The, the cards are, the cards are great. I'm, I'm imagining some people are going to pick those as their brainstorms that they want to play. Um, yeah, because that brainstorm's incredible. Um, yeah, so he, he said he said brainstorm was one that he never got to do, but with him 
he's said that he he was obviously really good friends with Chris Rush, and Brainstorm was a card that he always wanted to do, and felt that that Chris Rush would have, would have sort of let him take on that and and do that. So he wanted to do a again like a more more sort of modern take on what Brainstorm would look like if if he got to do that. Yeah, and it's and it's great. Yeah. Um, and then Wasteland is just excellent. Yeah, I, I, I was a big fan of the um, Eternal Masters Wasteland, where it's blowing up the City of Brass from yeah, um, yeah. from like original Modern Masters, and this one is uh, blowing up Library, right, of Alexandria. It is, yeah, Library of Alexandria, yeah. which is also a Mark. I just, card. yeah, I just I love when Magic cards reference other Magic cards, um, and especially what one he's illustrated before. I just, I, yeah. I just think it, I just think it's cool. Yeah, I have too. very little substance to say on that. I just think it's cool. Same, it's it, absolutely fantastic, and yeah, again, we've got those three iconic pieces in Counterspell, Birds of Paradise, and Howl of Mine on there as well. And I think this this alone is just like fantastic value. I think, like, if you are a player who is who is potentially looking to get into Legacy or you know wants to get some of these older cards, like, like, I mean, if you just want a wasteland, if you want a wasteland and you don't currently own a wasteland. You can get a non-foil wasteland with some unique art for twenty nine ninety nine, and you get a Howl of Mine, Counterspell, Birds of Paradise, Barnes and Brainstorm in there as well, and whatever the secret card is. Like, yeah, fantastic value, absolutely fantastic value. The secret card is uh, Ancestral Recall. Yeah, <laughs> one of his most yeah. famous illustrations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was on that stream. That was uh, was one of the ones he said that he wish he could do, but understands why he can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he could still do like a a, a modo promotional art, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. something that he could do in the past. But yeah, in regards to this secret there, he said that you know, that was the, yeah. the first one on the list that he wanted to do again, but couldn't. I mean, I I, I fail to see how he'd improve on that art because <laughs> yeah, that same. art's just it's amazing. Amazing, truly, art. truly amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this this is great, and I, I love this this artist series thing because obviously yeah. we've got a, a folio one coming down the line at some point. I just yeah, love it, definitely. like old artists just getting to because you know they've sort of um, what's the what? How do I want to put it? Phased out. That's what I was thinking of. They've phased out these artists, kind of um, yeah. the, the older artists, um, and it's nice to just see them just give them a bunch of cards to do and and show that they're still kind of. An integral part of the game. That's it. Yeah, it, it's obviously it's a very good way to give back to them. And you know, over the years we've seen we've seen lots of issues in terms of of sort of payment and fair treatment of artists when it comes to doing things like like signings at GPs and stuff. And this whole artist series is is I think is, is a really good way just to give back to those artists and and you know give them a slice of what their their work is, is worth to the game, which is a hell of yeah. a lot. Loads. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I guess that that point bridges us nicely into the the next one, right? Uh, yeah, it does. So next up, we had Mother's Day 2021. So this yeah. is this is it's an interesting one. I feel like it's a little bit late for it being a Mother's Day set, but I am so happy we have this set. So this is four copies of Mother of Ruins, uh, and these have been done by four different artists. So we have. Uh, we have, uh, Ed, I'm not sure how you pronounce this, Ejua, Edge, Ebenebe, we have Livia Prima, and then we have real life mother and child, Rebecca Gay, and Elliot Mitchell. 
each of those artists have done a just incredible, absolutely incredible, unique take on Mother of Ruins. Hey, see, it's annoying because I just obviously want to talk about Rebecca Gay for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we'll get to that. But it's, it's I mean, Mother's Day 2021 is coming up in the States, right? The States have a different Mother's Day than we do. I think they've, I think it's been, I think it was in May and ours was even earlier. Ah, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, global cause... pandemic, things delayed. That's totally <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's great. Um, Mother of Rins is a great card. It's a, a funny thing to do because you're doing Mother's Day, so you, you do Mother of Rins. And yeah. uh, the art on these is just, just ridiculous. Um, yeah. I wish these came in Japanese because I'd really like to obviously have a play set of the Rebecca Game on Spare Legacy. Yeah. But just all, just all of the art on these is, is, is completely ridiculous. Like, I, I love the. Um, with this, like, they're. Um, uh, that like, it's it's art that you don't normally see on magic cards anymore. And like, yeah, there's there's obviously the style guide and the, and the artist direction. And there was a, there was a period there where it was just like everything kind of looked the same, and it was kind of difficult to tell different artists work apart. Not that that's a bad thing, but it felt quite homogenous, and it felt like artists who their other work is 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 very stylized. It felt like they were sort of tailoring their work to meet what the art direction wanted. And yeah. <clears throat> stuff like Secret Lair like really allows them to just commission artists to do whatever they want. Um, and th- these are like so stylized and just ex- just they're great examples of that artist's work rather than great examples of how that artist can do a magic card. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally, totally. Because we saw them like I was saying like they you know, sort of phased out people like Mark Paul and, and and Dan Fraser and like you know they they phased out people like RK Post and then. Seb McKinnon just sort of crept in out of kind of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just very, very stylized and like very like off the wall, very not realistic pieces of art, which are like really, really good. And now we're, I guess we're kind of seeing a return to like sort of more abstract pieces of art. Um, yeah. Uh, but these are incredible. And the fact that they got Rebecca Gay back and then also her child <laughs> to illustrate a card whose work is a little bit similar. That's absolutely not a bad thing, but you can definitely see yeah. like the, uh, the 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 parently influences on the work. Um, yeah, I think that that's the thing that was interesting about it from the again from from the stream that I watched where Rebecca was talking about the the pieces, and yeah, Rebecca had said that that they'd done the the artwork completely independent of each other and didn't show each other until it was you know it was ready to be like the coloured or whatever. So the fact that both Rebecca and Elliot have done like very very similar themes, but from slightly different sort of perspectives. Was was I think it it just it shows a fantastic like connection between parent and child, which is obviously the whole the whole theme of the secret lair. So it's it's just incredible how it's like got like turned out that way. Yeah, it's 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 just really cool, and obviously the other two artists have, have done amazing work as well. Um, yeah, definitely. That's like, it. I, yeah. I wish I do wish there was a little bit more sort of focus on the other two artists. Like if we had a little bit more information about those two artists on the on the page would be cool as well. Just to, so we, we could see more of their work because I think their work is also absolutely fantastic. But I do worry about it being overshadowed slightly by the returning Rebecca Kay. 
Yeah, it's weird because like, obviously we'll we'll get onto the, the, the Dan, Dan Fraser's particular, um, yeah. but like it feels like oh Mark Paul's back, oh Dan Fraser's back, oh uh, uh, Rebecca Gay's back, and then oh Rebecca Gay's part of like a with other people, and everyone's only talking about Rebecca Gay. Um, <laughs> at least I am because I love her art a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I get your point. Like it's 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 a shame that these these other artists whose work is is absolutely incredible and yeah, uh, like. It's just I, I love it. Uh, it's being overshadowed by the, the return of, of, of a very well loved artist. Um, but I mean, speaking of which, we should we should vaguely talk about Rebecca Gay's like post on I think it's her personal Facebook. She made a post about the secret layer um, and, and her art in it. And it, the, the first sentence is the long-awaited piece that marks my a return of my art to magic. Hell yeah. And. I like to read that as if she's going to be doing more art in the future. Yeah. Um, I... That she might now just be back on the roster of Artists for Magic. I hope so. Yeah, right? I, d- I don't that's know. Yeah, that's it. I, I don't know when she didn't give any indication either way in in that stream. Uh, but I, I hope so. I really, really hope so. Like, If not, you know, have new art in sets every now and then. You know, have a pop up in a secret lair every now and then, or just yeah. give her her own secret lair. Like that would be really, really cool. Yeah. Um, like, like I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. If they just do artist series Rebecca Gay, which, like, bring it on, a hundred percent, bring it on. But this is yeah the first new piece of magic art that she's done since tenth um, uh, edition, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think you know her her basic lands were the showdown basics. Yeah, yeah. So showdown packs. Yeah, so she had the basic lands in the showdown packs and the commander products, but they yeah. weren't new art. That was just old art that they'd had on file. This is yeah. the, the first new piece of commissioned art that she's she's done since like tenth edition. And now bring back Veronique Maynard, and I'll be happy. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> her her last piece of actual art would have probably been about about the same amount of time. And that's what I mean. Like her her art is very very stylized. Um, and they sort of seemed to phase that out, and then she had a couple of pieces, so like she had a couple of expeditions, which I imagine were probably art they had on file, and then really weirdly, the uh, blue illusion token from Modern Horizons One is by her. Yeah. <laughs> or the sp- is it illusion or spirit? I think it's illusion. Uh, it's by her, and it's like, why, why would you just get like one of the people's favorite artists just to do her token? So I imagine that was just to cut that on file, which bring her back, and then I'll be happy. Um, even if this is just a one-off, it's really nice to see her art on a magic card again, and and see yeah. that she still wants to illustrate for magic, if nothing else. Definitely, um, definitely. And I hope she, I hope she does more. It would make me so happy. Also, yeah. she seems to have very reasonable personal politics. So that's something. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the last couple of artists, seems amazing. truly, truly amazing. Yeah, the last couple of artists I've become attached to turned out to be absolute bastard people. So. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Titus Lunter is uh, a very. It seems like a very nice man. So, yeah. But yeah, Rebecca Gay seems to seems to be uh, a, fair, a fairly good person. So that's that's nice. Where to next? Uh, next, we should talk about some special guests. So first up, we have special guest Fiona Staples. Uh, it's a collection of cards again, more sort of. It's like commander focused, but maybe there's maybe there's a bit of pioneer focus here too. We've got Triad of the Elysian Growth, Metallic Mimic, Sakura Tribe Elder, Soul Scar Mage, and Spell Queller. Uh, these are all all illustrated by just beloved comic book artist Fiona Staples. Uh, Fiona Staples' art is fantastic. She's 
most notable for working on a comic called Saga. She does a lot, a lot of work with Image Comics. Yep. She's done a few sort of covers for Marvel and stuff as well. And yeah, her art is amazing. Again, this this drop isn't for me necessarily, but if you're a fan of her work and or you just want some like cool alternate versions of, of these cards, this is 100% a set to go for. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's it's. Um... I mean, it's it's very comic booky. Um, yeah. Like I said, with 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 Saga, which is so just every every time I see like a book of Saga in like a, a comic shop, it, it just it it's it's really stands out. So, but it doesn't really fit with the sort of magic aesthetic they were they've been going for for a few years. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the the sense of humor in a couple of them is great. Like the metallic mimic being this like horrible little metallic goblin is great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Dryad of the Illusion Grove is possibly one of the horniest magic arts I've ever seen in my entire life. Because <laughs> the last, yeah, of, like the like, original, the original how do we from make Thrust it more lewd? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the original one was like you know this this uh, naked uh, naked nymph like reclining with a nipple out, and now it's just like this is so like there's just a little bit of like the um, like the Nyx enchantment magic over the crotch, <laughs> yeah. where the genitals would definitely be. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it's like staring straight into your soul. Uh, yeah, this is some of the horniest magic I've ever seen. It's excellent. Yeah, but it makes me slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, all these all these arts great, and it's it's nice to see like like when we have like you know showcasing um, old beloved magic artists, like just being like, oh, this person doesn't illustrate for us, but here's a bunch of their art because we think it's cool. Yeah, um, and for all the for all the problems we have with Secret Lair, I think that's one of the best things about it, is just, like, look, go look at this person's art, who we have, like, <clears throat> magic is sort of a platform for getting people's art out there, right? Yeah, totally. There, there have been quite a few, like, um, the, the Ponder from the from the Black is Magic um, Secret Lair, where, like, just went and checked out that art, still their art, and it's absolutely incredible. So it's, it's a nice way to just introduce people who may not have seen that art to people's art. I'm going to yeah. say the word art again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is great. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. And like, I mean, these are mostly modern cards, right? Like dryads. Yeah, that's it. It's a, like playable across a, a whole bunch of formats. Yeah, like Spellcaller, yeah, Source Mage. Like, yeah, modern if not modern, modern Pioneer. Yeah. Or like, like anything. Like stick it in a Commander deck. Why not? Why not? I mean, all of these are currently seeing at least some play in modern, apart from Metallic Mimic. And Metallic yeah. Mimic sometimes turns up in like tribal decks ish. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good trick, Yeah, big fan, big fan. Cool. Next up, we have our other special guest. Uh, this is Jen Bartel. Again, similar themes, uh, taking a, a well-renowned and beloved comic artist, and and just just letting them run wild. Like, here's some cards. This is sort of the big theme of the cards. Here you go. Off you go. You can sort of do your your version or your your vision of, of what that would look like and yeah I think she's done some fantastic cards here so we've got uh, Archaeomancer, Bloom Tender, Mesa Enchantress and Meteor Golem. This is a really weird one. So yeah. you got like you know 40 pound card Bloom Tender and then the rest of them are like 10p. <laughs> I don't really I don't really understand in terms of like <laughs> trying to get value in this I guess you buy a Bloom Tender for 30 quid which is a reasonable price for a Bloom Tender and then get a bunch of other cool versions of very cheap cards. Um, yeah, definitely. It's a very odd selection of cards, uh, but they're very cool. Um, the Meteor Golem just 
it's a lady meteor, meteor golem now. That's nice. Uh, they're very cool. Yeah, I think. I, I like them. Again, like this this set isn't for me, but I, I love the art again on all of them. The art is, is fantastic. I think Jen's a fantastic artist as well. So again, she's done a lot of work for for Marvel comics uh, and Image comics as well. Um, creating the series Blackbird for Image, which is, which is pretty good. It's a pretty good series. And again, maybe this has like a bit of a crossover audience as well. With you know, you know I think that was the, one of the things that they said about the Walking Dead Secret Lair for all its its flaws. Uh, you know, it brought it did bring in non-zero amount of people. It brought their attention to the game, at least at the very least, in terms of buying those cards because they collect Walking Dead things. I think this is this is a really cool thing for comic book fans or you know fans of, fans of, of comic book art that may collect this artist's work. It's a really cool way to get more of that stuff and more sort of unique versions of that stuff. They might not necessarily you know stick around and play the game, but it, it's cool to give that offering to a, a wider audience too. Yeah. Uh, also, this is a relatively inexpensive way to buy a Bloom Tender. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's 100%. cool, and I'm. I'm gonna not go into my rant about how they should have just been giving them to LGSs so that people would give LGSs their money to buy a reasonably priced copy of Bloom Tender. Uh, this is fine if you want a cheap Bloom Tender. Well, not cheap, but a reasonably priced Bloom Tender with very cool art. This is a good way to go, especially a foil. Because foils yeah. are very expensive. And speaking of very, very expensive, uh, this next one contains a card which used to be incredibly expensive. Uh, do we have to? <sighs> We, we got to talk about it. Corexium Praetors, the complete edition. So this is one Elish Norn Grand Cenobite, one Jingataxis Core Augur, one Shieldred Whispering One, one Urubrask the Hidden, one Voronclex Voice of Hunger, uh, and they all have this uh, Phyrexian styling. So they're all written in the Phyrexian language. And yeah, it it used to be a used to be a judge promo that Elish Norn, right? I mean, yeah, I guess it still is a judge promo. Uh, no. Just, no, yeah. it didn't. Let's... Alright, okay. They're really cool. The Phyrexian language stuff is great. I'm a big fan. The Phyrexian yeah. Voronclex from Kaldheim was excellent, and people really liked it. Uh, I we, we, we called this... We, we called this yeah. secret, uh, on this podcast yeah. ages ago. A very long time yeah. ago. It's really cool. I really like all of these. Uh, I I think there's a big group of people who just. I mean, I love I love New Phyrexia just as a plane and and the characters and the lore and the writing things in Phyrexia is really cool. That that'll do. Elish. It's not the same Elish Norn. Yeah. It's not the same Elish Norn. It's just an Elish Norn in Phyrexian. It looks entirely different. It has the same art. It's in Phyrexian, but like the border's completely. It's it's a it's a distinct object and like. Sure, there may be less desirability for the like original, or the there is one printing of the promo, right? Even though it's given out in different ways, they still have copyright twenty fourteen, I believe, for the one or whatever. Yeah, um, I, I'm unsure exactly, but yeah, I think sure, I think it's that. Uh, but this has the the post M fifteen border. It has the legend border at the top in a cool Phyrexian stylized way. It has like Phyrexian etchings like round the side. It has like it looks like it's a scroll like woven into the card. Um, it's a different printing of the card. Like, if this changes the desirability of your like absurdly expensive Elish Norn promo, I'm not sure that's that much of a problem. It's not like they've printed exactly the same card again. But see, like, we've we've we know yeah. from Magic players they'll just they'll spend more money on just a, a bunch of different shit that's basically the same. 
Yeah, I I think a good a good card to compare it to would be the uh, the Ugin's Face printing of Ugin the Spirit Dragon. See, we saw a couple of different versions of Ugin the Spirit Dragon in the uh, the last core set that it was in, and mm-hmm. there was a there was a fancy sort of almost Spirit Dragon style version of Ugin in that, and that was a a very different card to that you know much 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 more difficult to get a hold of version that we saw from from Ugin's Ugin's Fate. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it's not like someone's going to play this one, and your opponent's going to think it's the judge promo. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. if you want to flex that you have, I don't know, five hundred pounds to spend on a judge promo, or that you're a judge and you got you got given one as part of the rewards program, then it's still going to be a distinct, different object. Like, people, things are expensive because of scarcity. In, in that, in, on, in that level, like, it's it's because of scarcity. And if you're buying it, you're buying it as as a level of prestige. You're, you're flexing on people, and I know a lot about that because I do it all the time with magic cards, um, and not with any of my other possessions. But the 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 judge promo, the original judge promo, is still going to hold a premium because it, it is the, it is the most expensive version, and it's not expensive because it's Elishnor and it's not anything like that. It's because it was a very very short print run given to very specific people, and the price con- will continue to, to to stay the same. This this isn't the same cut. It's it's I will acknowledge it's definitely shitty that they just like oh judges here you go here's a very special premium version of this that you can either keep because it's a cool memento or you can sell for actual monetary value instead of being fairly compensated for your labor um, yeah and then they repr- they they print a similar version but it's similar it's not the same is my point that's it I, I yeah that's it. it it's it's similar but it's not the same but I think it's like I think t- t- in terms of, of, of price and value i think time will tell tell but i think it is it is similar enough that it did have an initial big impact on the uh on the judge printing uh you look at like the price data for the the judge one and it's you know the all-time high on the judge one is like 700 dollars and then the all-time low is uh is back back in mid-may when this when this was announced uh the the price dropped to 165 dollars so that's quite a significant drop Yep. But at the same time, like, if you've been sitting on to that judge promo for for how long, like, were you ever going to sell it? Exactly. The people that were holding on to it, like, people who needed the money, um, flipped it. They moved it immediately. And people who wanted it were like, yeah, I don't care how much I have to spend. They're not like, I, I don't know, like, they, if you're buying special judge promos of things, then you're okay with it losing money eventually. Yeah. Like, it's not. A good investment of your money as someone who who buys stupid judge foils and, and foils all the time it's not a good use of your money if you're trying to make money on things it's just a cool premium thing that you had and you you had like that uh a six year period where if you put that down on the table in a commander game people would have been impressed and you would yeah, have been able yeah. to flex on those people and now it's slightly less prestigious but it's still like that's still the premium version that's still worth an absurd amount of money for a piece of cardboard right yeah definitely that's it yeah i think you know, I think it has done a non-zero amount of damage for the price, which, at the end of the day, it isn't that bad. But I, I think as, as far as I'm concerned, it's the sentiment of, of hey, judge promos are meant to be this cool, unique things that are given to judges as as a reward for all the good work they do. Suddenly being in question because of a, a print-to-demand product that damages, <laughs> damages the whole magic like economic like ecosystem I, I don't know I don't know while it, I, I don't think well I don't think it is a massive issue 
I do understand why it would feel like a big issue to a portion yeah, of the Magic course. community. Yeah, of course. Again, I'm not a judge. I, d- I never got this card. So I've never purchased this card, so my opinion is my opinion. Um, and it's based on very little actual first-hand experience, I guess, of, 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 <laughs> of getting shot on by wizards. Um, but this is a different thing. And I get, like, if you were just holding it because you were like, oh, I might this might make more money, then that you might as well just bought any other card. Yeah. Buy any yeah. other card and it'll get reprinted at some point. It's just this is a special version. Like, oh, maybe this won't get reprinted. It's like buying masterpieces. Like, it probably won't yeah. get reprinted. If it does, <laughs> more full view. Like, <laughs> yeah. that could have happened. Um, it's. I've, I don't know. It, it's it's hard to verbalize how little I care about it. I'm I'm very excited <laughs> to get to get to get dragged and cancelled and and what have you about about this. But like it's a it's a different card. Yeah. So like it, so like, it, it the, is a, it is a different card. It just it just it's it's much more in a similar realm. So like when they did the, the judge promo demonic shooter, and then they released like the box top of demonic shooter. It's a premium special shiny version, but it's. It's it's different, so it, it, that, it. I, I think it's, it's always going to harm the price. It's more. I think it's just with stuff like that. It's more. The difference is more distinct. Whereas with this, it's not that too far away. It's not that like you know. It's not too dissimilar from the from the judge printing. It's like I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine they'll like if if they reprint Chal- uh, Chalice of the Void, the Magic Online artwork, like they did as a judge promo. If they re- reprinted that in like any set, then I feel like that would really suck. They do it all um, the time. They, they again, did, did it with Sterling Grove. They printed Sterling yeah, Grove, yeah, and then in Modern Horizons, yeah, they printed Sterling Grove with that art. <laughs> with that art, yeah. And again, I don't think that's necessarily great, but it's more of a it's more of a it's feeling what they do. than a yeah. What? It's, it's what it's, they it's do. More, it's more yeah, but it's more of a of a feel bad or, or this is a this is, this is this is a bad look than an actual this is a bad economic thing to do. But I don't know. Like, if you if you want to. If you want to get a Phyrexian copy of each of the Predators for six quid each, this is it. This is the way to do it. This, this thing, like, I'm not a judge, but like, if this, if this is the thing that you're angry about about being treated fairly as judges, then I feel like your heart's in the wrong place. Like, for all of the, for all of the things that Watsy have done to just screw over judges and try and like, you know, just capitalising on them and not actually paying them for the, for the work that they do. For, yeah. for traveling all around the fucking globe like judging these events and working tirelessly and, and not you know not playing events and, and being like ambassadors for the game and if your problem is that they printed an NH Norm that's similar to an NH Norm that was released seven years ago or whenever, whenever the most recent print of it like three four years ago th- like there are other <laughs> there are other issues with the judge program than this Elish Norm <laughs> I don't know I'm, I'm excited for to be in the, the group chat that we're in with you know four judges who are going to tell me I'm extremely wrong and that's fine I probably am <laughs> but this is just how I feel like there are so many problems with the, with how judges are treated and how what's he deal with them as an entity that you know make sure their game fucking works that uh, there are other things to call into question before like oh this edition all looks the same yeah, I, mean, I, I had to have yeah. a rant somewhere right it's hard to have a rant about a secret product yeah totally I think I think the issue is, is it's just all, it's just tied into it all like yeah. you know Wizards of the Coast or Hasbro or whoever whoever is involved in the lawsuits uh, doesn't want to take judges on as employees for numerous numerous different reasons so the get around that was was Judge Academy and we can give we can give 
cards that are worth a non-zero amount. We can give exclusive desirable cards to Judge Academy because we know they're worth a non-zero amount of money because of their desirability and they can give them out to the judges as a reward and then they give them out to the judges as a reward and just, you know, slowly over the time that reward that they're given is, is devalued and really they should just be paid. They should just be hired and paid. But whatever. Whatever, let's move on to something good. I don't know, man. It, it's it's still like you know 200 euros again like I don't think judges were sitting on this like oh I'll get a paycheck eventually when I sell this Elishnor like people who needed to to like make money off of Judge Promos to live yeah but it, it, a, I, th- a, a I think it's just it's, it's the precedent it sets it's the precedent it sets combine this and Sterling Grove and you know who's to say like who's to say that they're just not going to keep doing it and doing it again in the future and just devaluing every new judge file that comes out yeah, but they also just give judges promos that aren't desirable in any kind of way. Like, who was really looking for for a really expensive promo version of Karlov of the Ghost Council? If you want to give somebody, judges, just somebody, just somebody out there, just be a bit not not enough to to give the the judges who own them enough money. Like, if yeah. you want, if you if you, if you want to keep judges like fed, then give them demonic tutor every time, and it'll still be worth a premium. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna actually pay them and have them as employees or at least contractors who you actually give physical fucking cash money to, at least give them desirable promos. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, I'm not a judge, so it's probably all wrong. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's move on to something good. Uh, so finally, the the last two we're gonna combine these last two secret airdrops we've got. It's Dan Fraser is back. The Allied Signets and the Enemy Signets. Oh boy. I love these. I, They're so I, good. I mean, at, at time of recording, I have purchased these two layers, so that's that tells you everything you need to know. Uh, these these are incredible. I'm completely Absolutely incredible. Uh, I love, love, love Dan Fraser's artwork, especially when it comes to to artifacts. And yeah, they've got they've got everything. They've got everything like I could ever want. You've got old throwbacks to to Moxon artwork. You've got Boomer borders. You've got minimal centered text. Perfect. These cards are perfect, and they will be going in my cube. Yeah, they're just they're just great. They're like the the sort of I I assume it was art direction for the for the actual like how the art is put together, but the interpretation of the yeah. of the guilds as well and what their signet would look like is just it works so well. It, like you say, like it, it they look like Moxon, like slightly more complicated Moxon, but yeah, um, they just just you know. The Golgari signet is like a beetle holding a what looks like a mox jet. Uh, the 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 Bara signet is is a kite shield and a and a square shield and and, and it's just it's just good. They're just great. They look amazing. And like I said, like you just buy these for your cube or like you commander deck. Every commander deck that is two colors plays signets, right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. the gruel the gruel signet is just like two un like uncut precious gems tied together with with string <laughs> Which, yeah. it's just great like they they just they just so well so well thought out and so well executed and down phrases are. i think it's i think it his his art is kind of dated but it still feels very timeless like it's just yeah uh, like the swirly it's, it's, backgrounds it's, it's, like oh. like for it is it's very anachronistic but it 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 this looks like a Magic the Gathering card. It doesn't matter 
when it's being released. Like you could look at this and be like, oh, that's a Magic the Gathering card. If you just, if you know, I was sorting through cards. If I had no idea this existed and I was sorting through cards and I saw that artwork, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is an old Magic the Gathering card from the nineties. Yeah, it's just it, it does. It also at the same time it doesn't look out of place because it's yeah. It just has that quintessential magic quality to it. Like yeah, these could just like be envisions or something. They would look yeah, yeah, completely, completely normal. They're just they're just so good, and I, I hope that they get Dan Fraser to do more art. I hope that he's back. Like when it says Dan Fraser is back, I hope it's not just for this one time. I hope he, you know, because again his art is very, very stylized and it is very evocative of, of early magic. And it doesn't fit into yeah. to current sort of the, the art that they're trying to produce, but like promos yeah. and stuff, they could they could make a killing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely! They're just so good. So yeah, this is amazing. And then we we also <laughs> kind of cheekily Ultra Pro accidentally uh, revealed the bonus card that you get with the uh, the Dan Fraser yeah. Secret Lair. It's yeah. the uh, Arcane Signet, which this, is a is a. It's amazing. It's a combination of all of the mocks and into this this signature piece, and it's I incredible. It. I really like incredible. the things about it. It's just like that's that's great because it's it, you know, it's an artifact that produces all colors of mana. So a combination of all the mocks and great. Um, it's also I like the it's kind of a, a joke that everyone thinks arcane signet is too powerful. So you make the artistic interpretation of that all of the mocks and together, <laughs> which are obviously way too yeah. powerful. And also in the art, the mocks pearl at the bottom is cut off <laughs> because white's the worst color, and that's fine. <laughs> and I just well, yeah that, that so was in good. the that was in yeah the art provided by by Ultra Pro in that that sort of first first leak or first accidental upload the uh, yeah, the bottom of the Mox Pearl was, was cut off but it yeah, does appear on the on the full playmat uh, the art is amazing we don't know what it's going to look like on the card yet but yeah it's it's absolutely fantastic and again that's like a really really cool secret bonus card in there because yeah again if you're picking these up like most likely the people who pick these up will be picking them up for Commander decks. And every commander deck needs an arcane signet, and yeah, there we go. Yeah, absolutely incredible, yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah, I I love these again. I think a lot of the problems that Secret Lair had still absolutely are there, um, but it's it's really nice to see them address some other things. You know, like the packaging. And yeah, it's it's just it's nice seeing them do this stuff. I think this is one of the best drops that they've done. It's here's a bunch of cards. There's nothing that's like absurd value where like you feel like you have to buy it for for FOMO or whatever. It's just here's some cards. Do you like these? Yes, you can buy them. But also there are very very cheap accessible versions of pretty much every card. It's fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Although I do think yeah. that I do think it might be worth knowing that the, the price this time. So obviously, they do bundle them all together each time, uh, and then this time the uh, the bundle. If you want the the all for you bundle, which is a bundle of, of one of everything, so you get uh, foil, uh, non foil, of each of them, is uh, four hundred and forty four pounds and forty four pence, which is an absurd amount of money. All for you. It's all the fours. It is. It's all the fours. All the fours. That's why. That's why. Is why it's the all four U bundle. Good uh, joke. Yeah. So you obviously you do get a good saving on that. A saving from 
£559.84, very specific, <laughs> down to £444.44. So you are saving a lot of money, but also, like, it's a hell of a lot of money. It's the most expensive drop that they've, they've done. Uh, and I really hope that they, they never do one more than that, to be honest. Like, it's a lot. I don't know, man. If you if you're if you feel compelled to spend a lot of money, then I think that says more about you than it does about secret layers. Yeah. They, 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 yeah. People keep buying collector boxes. Yeah. People bought yeah. like people were out of stock of the double masters VIP packs. People have money, and if they're being reckless with it, then it's on them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I think my issue with it is you know, the rising tide raises all ships, doesn't it? And you know if if enough people are willing to spend almost four hundred and fifty pounds on a secret uh, super drop, then maybe that's an indication that oh we can, we can we can just you know we can turn the dial up on everything else slightly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, capitalism. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but uh, yeah. <laughs> if a company can make money off you, they're going to try. Obviously, yeah, even yeah. if they're like a nice fluffy company who makes a game you like like Wizards of the Coast they're still going to try and make money off you because you're a customer I don't know yeah like I fully understand that it's just it's frustrating just seeing them just how far they can push it and yeah, you know, they, they know people are going to buy it so I don't know of course they are, Frust- course they are. frustrating frustrating yeah. Cool. So that is uh, that is this secret layer super drop. I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be another secret layer before we know it. Like we already know that there is an upcoming Stranger Things secret layer. So this one doesn't feature in this drop at all. We don't know anything about that, but hopefully it'll be cool. Stranger Things is still cool, right? Uh, yeah. The last season was fine. Yeah. The, the new yeah. season's coming out, which I imagine is going to probably coincide with the secret layer drop to yeah. maximise hype. Yeah. I assume so, I assume so, but yeah, I think, again, like always with, with Secret Lair, if there's something that you like, that you think is a reasonable price, buy it, if you want, you don't have to buy it, yep. if you don't like anything in the drop, don't buy anything. That's it, <laughs> it's frustrating how often you have to explain that to magic players. Yeah, that's it. I think that's it, I think if more people sort of viewed them that way, that would be totally, totally fine. I saw, I saw like a, I don't know what felt like an unreasonable amount of like a criticism of, of this one. The people just not liking them, and it's like, well, nobody's forcing you to buy it. Like I know it's frustrating to see, you know, the prices of some of these bundles and stuff, but like nobody's forcing you to buy the stuff. If you don't like it, just simply don't buy it. At the same time, yeah. there are some good deals. If you want wastelands, buy the wasteland one, get this bunch of other cards free, sell those cards, make some money back off your wastelands. Like, it's, it's, there are plenty of ways to, to use secret layers to, to your advantage, and one of those ways is just ignoring them if it's not for you, which is which is what I'll do with most of them. It all comes back to entitlement. <laughs> it, it does. Yeah. They, uh, they released a new secret layer and it's not for me. That's ridiculous. No, it's just not for you. Calm down. Just... I get another hobby. <laughs> I mean, I get irate about this hobby, but not as much as some people. Just yeah. do something else. Yeah. Fill your time. Calm down. It's meant to be about fun <laughs> and enjoyment and friendship. Stop being an ass. On that note. And on that note, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much all we have time for this week. Uh, come hit us up. Let us, let us know your, your feedback. How do you feel about Secret Lairs? Will you be purchasing this drop? 
Uh, do you think I'm stupid for purchasing the Dan Fraser ones? Would would love to hear your take on that. Hit us up on social media. On Twitter, we're at hfdcast, facebook.com slash hfdcast. Or if you've enjoyed anything in this episode and would like to give back in a monetary value, you can hit us up at Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash devastation. With tiers start from as little as $1 per month. That's roughly 20 25 cents per episode. But this podcast is brought to you by Manalik.com. You can go to Manalik.com and use the promo code HOFD5 for 5% of your entire order. If you want to find me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I am at PeachGardenO, that's O with an F. Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. You can find me in pretty much any of the magic groups. I also stream on Twitch every Friday night from half seven BST. We do Friday Night Magic, so we do a whole host of different things. Do arena, we do box openings, we do magic online. It's all good fun. That's twitch.tv slash peachgardenoaf. Come hang out. Uh, I am trying relentlessly to cancel myself on Twitter. Uh, it's no <laughs> 69. Nice. Thanks. That's it, I'm trying. I'm trying really hard. <laughs> <laughs> try harder, try harder. So once again, we're approaching the second hour. The Godfair has returned, so we'll see you again next week on Arrow Devastation. <laughs>